Hey, it's Coco from Winona Fighter, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we're scratching the itch for hams. Or at least, maybe to be hams is the better way to put it. We had a guest and uh, we had a lot of fun with them goofing around a little bit. And I enjoy the interviews where we can be a little silly. Some of them are a little more formal and some of them are a little more informal. I like both, but this was an informal one and it hit the spot. You know, it's funny because at times I don't think she expected it to be as informal as we expected it to be. (laughs) (laughs) Just based on her responses. Yeah, yeah. We call ourselves semi-professional, and I think she thought she was getting the professional part instead of the, the not so much. Exactly. <laughs> we were joined in this episode by Coco of Winona Fighter, and uh, we were introduced to them a few months back and have kind of been on each other's radar ever since. We've apparently become social media besties. Yes. Kind of, yeah. yeah. We'll be chatting a little bit here and there. We support <laughs> each other. <laughs> but what's funny is I... I wanted to schedule around something that we could promote. Yeah. But as you'll find out in the interview, and if you follow Winona Fighter on social media, uh, it is illegal to ask about what's coming next for them or when. (laughs) So you will not get a direct answer about that. And she's good. She's tight-lipped. There's not any... We're not getting any information from her. (laughs) Nothing. So once it became apparent that we weren't going to find out, hey, there's a single, there's an EP or whatever coming out... Um, let's schedule an interview for then. We're just like, let's schedule it for now so we can just talk to Coco because we've been wanting to for a while and we want to get it out before the year is over. And also, like in the music business, there's always new stuff coming. It's just a matter of time. So it doesn't really matter when exactly the next thing's happening. It's coming. Well, right. And not just that, but for them, they've just been doing bigger and better things as well, like going on massive tours and just the, even the, the tour partners are bigger and bigger names as, as they go along. And it's just been fun to watch from, from our end. It's great. The whole pinch me moment thing. We've had a few artists lately that have had years that really have a lot of those. And Winona Fighter is no exception. And again, that just makes it so much fun that you can, we can sit here and recap with people. How about this and this and this? And they're like, holy cow, what a year I've had. <laughs> What's great is we're about to do that in like a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We won't be letting you in on any of our future album releases either, though. So <laughs> don't even ask. Don't bother asking. Coco also became a first, a particular first that I'm going to mention because I'm amused by it. She's the first guest that I have let choose their own episode art. <laughs> so I, when we first saw them and I, we decided we want to interview them, I made a couple of, of mock-ups of episode art for Identified Her. And then when we confirmed, I made a couple more. And then when we spoke, I made a couple more. So I ended up with like seven choices. And I was like, you know what? Why don't you pick? (laughs) So I sent them to her and she let me know her favorite. And so that's the official episode art. Nice. That works. It's just so interactive. We'll even let you in on the process. (laughs) She said, this is a little bonus for for really savvy listeners and Winona Fighter fans. She said that the photo that we used is from one of her favorite shows. So if you know what that is, comment on it whenever you see the post. It's so funny because right after we talk with her, she's always posting little funny things on on social media, and, and someone posted a TikTok of their kids in in a van, and it's there's like 
there's like four or five kids in car seats and they're listening to hams in the glass and they're just going absolutely nuts like singing along with the song everything it's it's hysterical that's awesome it's got to make you feel good as an artist yeah (laughs) start building fans at young ages yeah Well, and for kids to be able to sing along, that I mean, that that takes repetition. So, you know, they had to listen to that multiple times. That's right. And they mostly just screamed the, is anybody else stressed out? And then just screamed like bloody murder. Nice. <laughs> Which I have questions. Like, why are your kids that stressed out? <laughs> What's going on in their little lives? They just love the song and the, the guitar solo. That's fair. They don't have to understand the meaning. Aaron, you also have to realize that kids are super dramatic. They're overly <laughs> dramatic about everything. That's true. That's a good point. Everything is stressful, just in a very different level. Exactly. To them. <laughs> That's fair. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Coco of Winona Fighter. I'm a little stressed out. Just a little stressed out. It's We're here with Coco from Winona Fighter, who is in a rare position. We were just talking about this before we formally started. I don't think we've ever interacted with someone for months on end on the social media before speaking with them. Usually it's a thing we do afterwards because our whole thing is like, yeah, if you give us your time, we want to give back and, you know, we'll shout you out and support you and retweet your stuff or whatever. But we saw you guys open for Chemical Fire in Nashville in May, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. And ever since then, we've been we've been following up and checking in and enjoying all of the nonsense that you've been up to. And so and so we're really excited to finally have you on the show before the year was out. It was one of our goals. It was like, we got to get Winona here. And so <laughs> welcome. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I feel like we should start with that. I, we've, you've kind of had one of the questions we like to ask people, especially younger artists is about pinch me moments and i feel like you're in the middle of like a roller coaster of them right now for your year so maybe we should start with the chemical fire show yeah totally can you give us a little bit of of insight on that experience like you know how it came to be what it was like for you it was um surreal it was it was probably like the first show that we had had in a while where it felt real like and because the fall of last year we did we had a couple big shows like we had a festival we opened for incubus and like those were really surreal but i think being in nashville and getting to share the stage with uh chemical fire in like our hometown it was just like okay like this is actually happening (laughs) Instead of being in the middle of nowhere, like Iowa or something, you know, playing this big show, I think being in front of our peers was like, oh, whoa. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I was 
kind of curious about that like were you aware at the time that there was so many like big names or big shots in the crowd or was that something you kind of discovered after the show uh definitely discovered it after the show <laughs> yeah that was like because i i know that the boys in chemical fire are like close to a lot of artists here in nashville especially with like hailstorm coming out of nashville some of the members of lit living in nashville um but you don't really think about anyone showing up because you know, like the life of a musician is like very busy. I mean, we're, we're in the stage right now where we used to go to our friends shows all the time. And now it's just like, got to catch you at the next one. Cause we're <laughs> doing this or we're coming home that day from this and we're like beat. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely afterwards where people were like, Hey, like, Lizzie wants to talk to you. Lizzie Hale wants to talk to you. <laughs> or like, oh yeah, like some of the dudes were highly suspect were in the crowd and they were fucking digging it. I was like, what <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then we um went into Chemical Fire's green room before we were going to leave and go to Lakeside Lounge. And it was like a fucking Grammys after party. <laughs> I was like, people were coming up to me because a lot of them, we share the same uh, management company, Indigoot, who were coming up to me and giving me hugs and I'd never met them before. And they were like, oh, like you're part of the family now. <laughs> and I'm like, can't even breathe. I'm like, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> you, right, know, yeah. you know what I mean? But so. <laughs> definitely um cool yeah it was a weird experience for us yeah it was the same thing we're like we're standing there watching the show we look around we're like oh there's scott stevens super producer uh you know who we'd had on the show before oh there's chris daughtry hanging out right over there that guy sold a few records that's interesting yeah <laughs> and we're not seeing him we're seeing a show with him wow that's weird and and for you guys it's like this weird like industry showcase almost yeah so that's that's super cool that was our introduction to I Know a Fighter, and it was it was a very good introduction as well. Yeah, it was awesome, and we just—I think that was the first Nashville show in a while where we we obviously had our fans in the crowd, but we were playing to com- a completely new set of fans, and that was awesome too. Yeah, it was it was awesome watching you guys perform and do your thing because you're one of those rare bands where it's kind of an experience watching you guys live versus hearing the recorded version of the song. Cause you just bring it to another level live. So if there's one compliment that I could give you guys, it'd be that for sure. Thank you. That, and, yeah. And you're funny up on stage. Like there's, there's a couple of lead singers that, that I can think of that are, you know, almost comedians up on stage and, and you're, you're almost at that level. I think at like some point, like we take what we do very, very seriously. But I think like once you get up on stage, it's like, okay, it's not that deep because it's like anything could happen. We could fuck up. We could play a perfect show. But at the end of the day, like me, Dan and Austin are just complete nerds. And so we're not going to go up there and act like we're the fucking coolest people alive. No, we're nerds. (laughs) We'll play punk music. And so that's kind of that's what you're going to get. We joke around and, you know, I think, I think our fans really like that because it makes them feel like they could be up there doing it, you know? Yeah. Right. 
You mentioned Dan and Austin. I kind of had a question about that because you're a four-piece band, but then there's only three of you in all the promotional pictures and such. So is that is that just like a you have a touring member of the band, or how's that how's that work? Yeah. So Griffin's our our uh, touring drummer, but I record all the drums on our um, recent singles and stuff. Gotcha. That is awesome. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a chance I would have forgotten to mention that. But the fact that you are originally a drummer and then moved into front person position is is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, as having seen 311 last night, are there any uh, possibilities or, or thought process of maybe where you would join a, for a little bit of a drumming set in the uh, in the show? Maybe a drum off? A drum off in the live show? Oh, man. we When we did Bonnaroo, <laughs> I got behind the drums for like a quick little solo but i don't think i could ever just with like how much energy i exert like just yeah. in our set alone i don't think i could ever do like <laughs> like uh what the chemical fire guys did where they had like a whole ass five minute <laughs> drum off i was tired watching it <laughs> <laughs> you just pulled the beginning of that set that part where where rj is like <laughs> hits his last his last hit and he's like i'm tired i quit yeah that's me <laughs> that would be your entire your entire bit all right guys here's comes here comes coco's drum solo and you're just like bonk done Ding. that's it i'm out <laughs> then pass out keep it going with that i want to for a minute stick on this this pinch me ear thing and on the punk rock thing you guys also just had a, a little opening slot for uh, a band called the offspring which is pretty mind-blowing you're just really up there with these uh, these heavyweights these days. Man, that was wild. That was bon- <laughs> that was truly bonkers. Um, <laughs> they're one of my favorite bands of all time, too. Like, hands down. So that was definitely, like, just insane. And it was in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it, that place is insane just in general. Yeah, that was a big, it was, it was like one of those shows where I was like, okay, something's going to happen. Like, it feels too good to be true. Something's going to happen. It's going to fall through. (laughs) But yeah, that was crazy. You mentioned the green room for the chemical fire. Did you get to go, did you get to hang with Dex and Noodles and, and the offspring guys at any point? Or was it a little different at this one? It was definitely a little different. It's, I think the thing that you realize quick when you're like starting to do these bigger shows is you don't always get the opportunity to meet the band you're opening for. Um, Like we played with sublime with Rome and we didn't interact with them at all. Um, But then the offspring, I feel like we would have, but they like came in right before their set. um, And then left right after their set austin got to talk to noodles for a little and i love noodles i was like i have to meet him he's my favorite (laughs) um austin chatted with him for like a second but no we didn't really get to um like meet them or anything but next next time there is next time (laughs) it sounds like it's a matter of time if you keep on the trajectory you guys are on so that's, that's encouraging but they're, um, I always like to judge a band by their like crew and like if their crew is like nice. Um, and, and I really, really enjoyed working with their team 
for sure. They have a really, really great and kind team behind them. Good. You got my mind wondering, like, what, who, who's, who has a bad crew? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she's going to divulge Next. that. But... Next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who do we want to bury right now? No. <laughs> I will say you do, you do come across, especially like I think in our position where people like just kind of assume like, oh, these young guns, they like probably don't know what they're doing, and we're like very very proficient in touring and being a live act and like we're goofballs but we know our shit and so i think people can like have that initial uh like oh these kids probably have no idea what they're doing and then once they like meet us and talk to us then they like warm up to us a bit because it's just like we're not here to ruffle any feathers or make your job awful. So, right. And then I want to, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up what's the catching up the, with the, the pinch me part. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been playing some, uh, some is for lovers lately. And, um, that sounds like a pretty huge deal as well. Yeah. That's, um, probably my favorite, one of my favorite things we've ever been a part of. It was actually, uh, Hawthorne Heights, invited us to play the Ohio one last year and they actually made a spot for us. And it was the first ever festival we were ever put on. It was like the first ever like big opportunity we got from anyone ever. And I cannot like even put into words the gratitude I have for those guys. Like they believe in what we're doing so hard and they have been nothing but like nice and helpful and um, supportive and our name wasn't last on the flyer this year. So that's good too. <laughs> Moving up the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> in sports, there's a term for the person who's the very last pick in the draft and it's called Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's great that you guys moved out of that spot. <laughs> Although I feel like there's almost, there's also, I feel like there's kind of a little honor in being the last one on there too. Like it's maybe something kind of cool about it. At least the first time. Sometimes we're the last because of the W in our band name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Then sometimes we're just last because we're last and we uh, did a festival in August and our name was, there were like six rows and we were like third row down. Yeah. My mom and dad both texted me. They're like, Oh, medium world. <laughs> We love that. Anytime we look That's at a awesome. festival, we're like, who who have we spoken with from this row, from that row? Like, can we get some diversity in here? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're moving up. Bigger name. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You guys want to continue with the other half of of uh, what Winona has been up to. And that's not just live shows, but releases. Yeah. So you guys have released two sing singles this year, Hams in a Glass and Johnny's Dead. Uh, any plans for future releases before the year's out? Um, I could perhaps see maybe another single coming out before the end of the year. Okay. That's all I will say. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> we tried. We tried to. We tried to pull a little bit of that info out of management and setting this up, and we couldn't get anywhere. Yeah, they, they were keeping tight-lipped as well. You guys are are clearly a team on this. Yeah, there could possibly, maybe, possibly. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna hope and look forward to it then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Holding my breath for an EP or or an album. Yes, that would be 
great. <laughs> she's like, she's like, so am I. Just hang around for a while and see. One of those things will happen eventually, maybe. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we kind of release an EP. <laughs> What's to say? I'll have to, I'll have to talk to the boss. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the boss. Yes. Yeah, I'm the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but singles. <laughs> Well, I think Dan will have the most to say about this. But speaking of you being the boss, you you guys are pretty DIY. You pretty much also operate as, did you say you operate as kind of the, the booking manager in some capacity? So we, I operated as the booking manager since, since I started this project. Um, and then it wasn't until last year that we got picked up by WME. But okay. yeah, prior to that, I did everything across the board. I even had like a fake email address um, nice. to make it seem like we did have an agent. Nice. Uh, <laughs> to make more inclined to answer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now we have a fantastic, fantastic booking agent, um, Justin Edwards. Shout out Justin. He's he's awesome. And and just again like another person who just. A thousand percent believes in what we're doing and is not just doing it because he's doing a favor for someone or something. Is he the one responsible for getting you guys on ship rocked? Because we're going to be seeing y'all there and we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, we are stoked for ship rocked. Yeah, as a uh, recent survivor, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you guys <laughs> on the boat. Do you have any expectations for this year's ship rocked? I think great people watching. <laughs> That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. And the, the great thing about the survivors is that one of the things that's just really cool is that no matter where you go, it's like once you're on Shiprock, no matter where you go to see a concert, there's always going to be Shiprock survivors every single concert, like every festival. They always go like take photos together. They are they are quite the family of people and they will make sure that they support you forever. I, I love that. I I'm excited to just watch people have a good time. I think that's going to be sick. And I was talking to someone about it the other day, like, like the ship rock survivors or like even like the chemical fire hailstorm fans, like Gen Z has Gen Z Taylor Swift fans have nothing on them, <laughs> nothing on them. <laughs> and they're nicer. Yeah. So <laughs> that is the thing about ship practice. Noah Sebastian from bad omens called it the rock star petting zoo. So you, you you will be <laughs> you will be very uh, open and uh, surrounded by lots of fans that will probably be interrupting you all the time and, and wanting to meet you and talk to you. So if you enjoy that type of atmosphere, you'll have a blast. Like one of my favorite bands, Nonpoint, like they thrive in that atmosphere because they're just very outgoing. And, and that's, you know, the type of uh, band that they are. So if, if you guys are like that, you'll absolutely love Shiprocked. Yeah, we're we're excited and we love interacting with fans and. We're just like, it just seems like such a cool opportunity. And it's like a little vacation. Austin, Austin. So Austin's my husband. Mm -hmm. And it's actually our one year anniversary on Shiprocked. Nice. So oh, hey. We're stoked about that too. We're like, oh, it's like we get to celebrate with all of our. Yeah. With all of our new friends. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, well, we'll have to get on, on the gift ideas. All right, Dan. Yeah. Or you'll have to go on like a romantic <laughs> excursion without everybody. Just go on, you know, the two yeah. guys or something yeah. like that. 
you know, that that is the thing. I don't know if you've uh, checked the lineup, though. That is the thing that outside of your set list where you guys are playing, you will have a lot of time to kind of uh, interact with people, do excursions, as well as see other bands. Is there any other particular bands that you're looking forward to possibly getting a chance to see? Oh, man, I'm excited to see Highly Suspect. I've never mm-hmm. seen them live. Um, and there's this girl. She goes by scene queen Mm -hmm. uh she's badass (laughs) and so she's someone who like we know each other through social media but we don't know each other um so i'm excited to see her set because it's just she's doing something so weird and unique Mm -hmm. i love that shit so yeah i'm excited to see her um and then they just announced a couple of new bands Mm -hmm. that are going to be on it uh Yeah, we actually just interviewed one of them. Uh, Sleep Theory is going to be yes. one of the Yeah, bands. I'm excited to see Sleep Theory. So, and, But everyone, I mean, I think it's a killer lineup. I think Bad Flower is going to be sick. Yep. I'm really looking forward to I Prevail. I've never seen that band live before. They're going to be... It's, it's going to be <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's an honor to like be, be on that bill. All right. I want to, how do I transition this? So you're talking about how you guys don't take yourself too seriously. One of my favorite things and I highly want to recommend people follow I notified her on social media is that you pretty much, um, how do I put this? I just deterred online <laughs> in the best kind of way, <laughs> in the best way. <laughs> like there's, there's some self-promotion as one does when it's a band's account, but mostly it's nonsense and very entertaining nonsense. <laughs> and so I kind of wanted to take, we used to have a segment called rapid fire questions, as I'm sure a lot of shows do. We changed it because for one, the answers never ended up being really rapid fire. And for two, we wanted to make a joke about our name being the itch. So we called it burning questions. <laughs> I'm going to bring back rapid fire questions specifically for you. Great. <laughs> yeah, we might do burning questions as well, but rapid fire to dive into what I'll call Winona Fighter lore. <laughs> a lot of the things that you guys talk about. And so these ones can be rapid answers. First off, something I've been wondering for months, what does it mean to get well and truly bonked? Um, A good old-fashioned bonking is really whatever you make it out to be for us it's to get com- just completely destroyed in the pit <laughs> okay um, All right. we are however trying out a couple different words right now because we've noticed a few other bands have started using the word bonked uh, and that's our word yeah so we're we're now between absolutely scrambled um <laughs> getting completely pancaked that's Ooh, another one okay so, but basically it's just, I mean, when you're at a show um, or doing anything in general and it just crosses you up real good. All right. I like that. So there you go. Well, let's, let's, let's stick with that. Uh, a lyric of the song, a sign I've seen in the background of your shows and something that is said on stage. Exactly. Why should somebody hit somebody? And do you have a preference on who hits whom? Um, I don't have a preference on whom hits who, uh, preferably the person next to you. Okay. Uh, but I think someone should hit someone just to have a stand up good time. And it's kind (laughs) of like the, um, 
because that's in the bridge of Wilburn Street Tavern. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like satire a little bit. Just kind of, I was having some real trouble with some douchebags in the scene. And so I was just kind of making fun of them and just how they are with like their live shows and they act like they're these big fucking tough guys. And it's like, <laughs> okay, buddy, like, hold on. Um, so yeah, somebody hit somebody is just like kind of, I do not promote violence. Let me just say that, but sometimes it's fun to think about it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, also, if you're in the pit, you know what you're asking for. Exactly. So, within reason. And that's another thing. Like we wanted like something we've noticed in Nashville is people want to move at shows, but they're a little scared. Mm-hmm. So we also wanted something that is like, how do we get people to, cause you can tell they want to mosh. You can tell they want to crowd surf, but like no one's like taking the first. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we'll, we'll ramp them up a little bit. <laughs> get things going. Right on. So to your knowledge, is Winona Ryder aware of your existence? To my knowledge, no. <laughs> we'll have to change Maybe that. Maybe one day, though. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of tagging of both of y'all together <laughs> until it happens. Great. I would love that. <laughs> Unless it comes becomes a copyright issue or something and you get, sorry, get a cease and desist letter or something. We apologize for that. That's on us. Like those fucking itch guys. <laughs> Change my band name. Dang it. All right. So speaking of names, uh, your nickname is Coco, but I, I got to know, be honest, which Neapolitan ice cream flavor is really your favorite? <laughs> that's a good one. It took her good. a second. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> um, I think you got to get a little bit of all of them in one scoop. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Go. That's fair. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Have you thought about naming the other guys in your band, like Strawberry and Vanilla or something like that? Just... I don't know if that would work very well. That probably wouldn't no, go over. Dan, Dan does have a nickname. Uh, it's Stoop Dan. So if you ever hear me call him Stoop, uh, that's why. Uh, right. Austin doesn't have a nickname. Sometimes I call him Pain in the Ass, but that's <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Probably our last question here. Once you unlock the achievement of performing a backflip on stage. What's next for Winona Fighter? I am training to do the backflip right now. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. <laughs> training has started. I'm not going to go another year without doing one. Nice. Um, I would say probably like one of those things where it's like a handstand, but you catapult yourself into like a flip okay um so really you just want to flip all over the place on stage i just want to (laughs) man i think first i need to get the jumping high thing down before the backflip yeah (laughs) that's fair but after that it's game over for everyone (laughs) this whole band is just a slow transition from of coco into becoming a luchador wrestler Yes. Just yeah. flying all over the place. That's it. <laughs> all right. The the more traditional finale. We got a few minutes, so we'll do just do a few of them, I think. Is burning questions. Something we ask everybody. So I'm gonna throw one out there for you. What's a song or an album that changed your life? 
Um, I have to say Echo Silence, Patience, and Grace by the Foo Fighters. All right. Good one. I listened to them like far before that, but it was that album that like really, I was like, holy shit. Right on. All right. A favorite song to play live. Um, honestly, I really enjoy our cover of self-esteem. I like doing that live a lot. Other than that, I would say hams is always, always a top choice. So was that off the table during the offspring for obvious reasons? Yes. <laughs> and everyone, everyone was like, oh, you're going to do your well, cover of self-esteem at the offspring show? I was like, you're the 10th person to ask that. It's obviously no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of yeah. have dibs. Um. <laughs> well, like, first, right. we did yeah. it first. <laughs> they cut our sound off. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. We got two more of these. Um, a dream tour. Foo Fighters. Naturally, that's there perfect. And a no skips album. Can't say echoes. I'm gonna eliminate that from contention. Um <laughs> Tommy by the Who. All right. Oh, I like that. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And we could go longer. We have more, but what we don't have is uh, time in this Zoom room. time. So what that means, <laughs> what I've started thinking in my head is it just means we have to have people come back more often so we can continue. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe sometime after whenever the whenever that next release is. <laughs> yeah. The mysteriously <laughs> sure. timed next release. <laughs> Single slash album. Probably. Yeah. Yes. If it if one comes out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if. All right. Well, Coco, thank you very much for your time. We've been looking forward to having you on for a very long time, and we're glad we could check that off the list. Yeah, thank you. And now we're going to add you back to the list again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, I don't even know if I really even know what's going down, but do I even want to know? Oh, that was a long <laughs> one. That was good. if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch check out the show notes for links about the episode as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every sunday night and you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on twitter facebook instagram and gmail all at itchrocks i-t-c-h-r-o-c-k-s fucking itch guys kidding me